coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. And I am Matt. And we're here in the spirit of Christmas to discuss tonight, Christmas Evil 1980. Also known as, you better watch out. Or also known as, Terror in Toyland. Take your pick. Choose (laughs) your own Whatever title tickles your fancy. We're here to talk about it. Um, But before that, we're going to just discuss a couple of the things we've been watching recently. Before that, even... Why don't we talk about what we're drinking tonight and see whether each of us passes the thematically relevant test? Okay, well, I've got two drinks in there, and one is connected to this movie, and that's not what I'm starting with. So I will preface by saying that. One is fun. Um, Yeah, but I can tell you what my second drink is, too. I mean, um, I do have a drink themed for Christmas Evil. It is a a tiki-inspired drink that involves gingerbread syrup, cranberry juice, pineapple juice. Um, Ooh, and yes. some rums. So that is my my second drink. And I will be drinking that when we talk about Christmas Evil. For our, our opening segment where we're just shooting the shit. Um, I do have a drink that I <laughs> designed based on the classic hit film, God's Not Dead, We the People. Um, <laughs> so that is that is actually what I'm sipping right now. That is a I've called it Gates of Hell. I don't know if I'm sticking with that name. They just mentioned Gates of Hell in the movie, and this drink does have a uh, firewater tincture in it, so it is spicy. Um, so I thought it was like an appropriate name. Um, it is basically apple cider, some splash of cranberry juice, bourbon, and applejack, hellfire bitters, orange bitters, and a little bit of allspice jam uh, topped with ginger beer after you've poured it into a glass. So it's very well spiced and spicy. So that's what I'm drinking right now as we speak. Ben? Sounds sounds good. In a way, yes. it's also kind of wintry with the, all yeah, the spices. Yeah, it, it is a little bit win- Yeah, it's a little bit wintry. I was going for like, God's Not Dead Four is all about education and the education system. Saying it's about <laughs> anything is sort of a stretch. I want to be clear. Um, but like the movie purports to be about like the education system. So apples were the move, and then like it had to have like bourbon and applejack because those are like made in the U.S. You know, like <laughs> it has to be like America. So you have to use like american liquors right so yeah marica well my on theme drink for the evening is eggnog of course for for christmas and for santa claus um this is just the the trader joe's brand eggnog uh spiked with equal parts brandy and bourbon to taste Mm -hmm. and uh it's very festive and very delicious I love eggnog. Eggnog is very, very good. However, I'm a snob and I make my own. So right, that is that is the best way to go. Yeah, I did not feel like cracking any eggs tonight. <laughs> That's fair. So. It's, it takes a lot, and it's when you're making it, you kind of like can feel how disgusting it is to consume <laughs> it. So um, it's sort of like mm, this should not be consumed by living humans, but I do, and I love it. So um, I love eggnog. Eggnog is one of my favorite things. Uh, right. Big fan. Big fan. My backup drink is not as exciting as as yours. I'm drinking, as always, Coors Banquet. Woo! <laughs> I thought. Woo! <laughs> I thought. I thought. You know what? I can get away with this as the backup because. 
this is something that I could picture this wild, semi-homeless Santa Claus drinking. <laughs> semi-homeless is a good way to describe it. I don't, you know, I don't really... But he has, like, no, he's not semi He has that weird silk... That scene where he's like dancing around in a Santa. He has a crazy Santa house. He has a crazy he has, Santa house. Yeah, he has a crazy Santa house. But like he's he's in his van for extended periods of time, including yeah, sleeping well, in it at one point. It's not that he's homeless. It's that he's deranged. He's, he's deranged um, and he's on the run. Yeah. The Santa well, Claus. That's well, because he's a, a murderer. So um, well, we'll we get, get into, into all that. that. <laughs> um, um, so what else have you been watching recently? Yeah, well, I think uh, let's start with the obvious because I've mentioned it. (laughs) I recently watched God's Not Dead, We the People. And listen, I've seen all of the God's Not Dead movies. Very important to me as somebody who (laughs) was raised very, very uh, conservative Christian who is still Christian but no longer conservative, obviously, um, to watch these movies and to laugh at them. This movie was a nightmare. It is literally (laughs) – it was like – I mean, it was created during the pandemic. I just want to be clear. Like, they didn't even announce it until late 2020, and then they filmed it in Oklahoma during the pandemic. So this movie was just, like, a big, like, fuck you to the pandemic. Incidentally, they almost never, they, like, don't really reference the pandemic in the movie. I honestly was shocked, I will admit. I thought for sure a large chunk of this movie was going to be, like, Christians yelling about how masks stifle the image of God or whatever. They um, probably had this one on the back burner, and they're saving that for the next one. Yeah, like, I they, mean, they there had are too some, much to do in this one to, to There bring are that definitely into it. moments that I think are slight reference. Like, like, there's a part where, like, a woman's like, I don't want to send my kids to school because I believe in medical freedom. I want to choose which immunizations mm-hmm. to give my kids and myself. And, like... I mean, anti-vaxxer movement has been around for a while, but I don't think it was quite as heavily associated to, like, the Christian evangelicals. Until yeah. Like, <laughs> it yeah. was more like that weird new agey anti-vaxxer movement was the thing before. Yeah, um, if anything, it was, like, weird people on the left. <laughs> right. Now it's, like, everyone on the right plus those weird right. people on the right. left. Right. But, of course, I will also say that this movie, this is all in a scene where they're, like, outside of a court. The plot of this movie is that some people are homeschooling kids, and um, they're homeschooling them because they believe that the public school system is indoctrinating the children with false history. It's never really clear what the false history is. Like, I, I got, they're, like, it's, it's, they're teaching revisionist history. And I'm, like, are they? Like, what are your examples? And it'll be, like, well, they're not teaching that the pilgrims on Thanksgiving were celebrating Jesus. And I'm like, well, they're also not teaching that the pilgrims killed all the Indians. So I like, I, what do you, what, <laughs> like, and they're like, well, you know, and somebody's like, they're teaching that it was a multicultural thing. And I'm like, well, first of all, that is suspect in its own way, but not <laughs> in the way in that you think in it's an suspect. opposite way. You think it's know. suspect because you think it was like, it was like, no, it's not multiculturalism. It's about, jesus they were thinking jesus and yes the natives were there but but it's actually suspect because like really the natives were dying so like it was a very it's very suspect to celebrate it as multiculturalism however i also don't think anybody any school in this country is teaching the thanksgiving story and saying and it's all about multiculturalism i don't think anybody's saying that i don't think those words have ever been uttered in a classroom like i don't under like they just say there were native americans there and there were the pilgrims there and yeah. that's that that like that's that's how it's taught nobody says and it's a celebration of diversity nobody says that 
Like no, so I don't they're really just, know. They're afraid that anything would would involve multiculturalism. Yes, anyway. yes, for sure. Um, but like, so this is all after that scene, and there's just like a scene where it's like a circle of parents giving their grievances about why they don't want their kids in public school. There's a woman who doesn't want her kid in public school because her second grader came home with a pamphlet on birth control, and I was like, that has never happened in any school oh, in God. this fucking country. Also, this movie takes place in Arkansas, so it definitely didn't happen in your fucking state, lady. Oh no. Like, like I gotta say, um, so very, very bizarre. Um, there's a woman who's like, well, my, I don't want my kid to go to school because she doesn't really say what her kid is, but it's, it's implied that he has like down syndrome or, or he's autistic or something. Um, and, and she's like, I don't want him to go there. Cause they're going to make him take classes away from everybody else. They're going to isolate him and they're going to say that he's special needs. And I'm like, well, I, I mean, he, seems to i mean i think maybe he does have special needs and sometimes that's okay like it's not she's like but i don't want the government to put a label on this isn't the government deciding that autism and down syndrome are like things like this is like science like like what like the government is not placing these labels science science is the government don't you know (laughs) like it is very bizarre and it's like and of course it's like they're they're like presenting it as like we love our our kids with special needs but in the same way, it's actually extremely ableist that they're like, these kids shouldn't get any like help. They shouldn't, you know? So it's like very, very bizarre. Like, and then there's like a a black couple who's like, and we, and of course we don't want to send our kids to school because of institutionalized racism. I'm like, you the the people that make this movie don't believe in the words institutionalized (laughs) racism. What are we talking about? Like, (laughs) like obviously, yes, that is a thing that's very real in public schools. The people watching this movie and the people making this movie 100% don't believe that this is just thrown in there to like be like a buzzword for a minute. Well, it's like a gotcha. It's like, well, if you did believe in institutionalized racism, then surely you wouldn't want to be sending your children to public schools. Right. <laughs> God, it was. And it's like the most in like, and then that's when somebody mentions immunizations. And then a woman's like, see, we have to stand and fight this. I am we the people. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. The the sentence, I am we the people is said in this movie. And that's like a finish your drink, take a shot. I am we. Like, um yeah well these are also also funny i am we the people these are the same people who think that you can't use they as a singular pronoun so like like okay folks um my pronouns are we the people and it's like there's just like a lot of like like they don't explicitly say democrats and republicans most of the time in this movie and it's very obvious why they're like trying to pretend that they're not catering to one party but I mean, this movie is literally just about like America. It's not even about Jesus anymore. Like, it, so um, they're they're trying to they're I don't know. Anyway, there's like obviously Democrat coded characters who are like, I heard your Republican colleague died, and smiles and smirks. And I'm like, nobody would ever <laughs> ever do that. Nobody like not an actual sitting senator or member of the House. Nobody would ever just openly smirk at somebody over a death also half the time the democrats and the terrible republicans are friends anyway so like like (laughs) you know what are you talking about like (laughs) um but of course these people the people making this movie don't actually understand how any of this works um so i don't know it's it's a very bad like all of the movies are bad 
and they're all like low-key political this one is like oh my gosh and it yeah, brings the- back characters from also it brings back character like there's a character in the first i don't know if you've seen the first one i i have seen part of the first one and this makes the first one sound reasonable honestly yeah well the first one is also very annoying because it's that story of the college kid who like stood up to his whatever right um, it's basically yeah like that that old that was that, co- that like copy it's pasta copy pasta from yeah. the internet so the, the movie like, was just a copy pasta hey, this would make a good um, script for a movie let's just uh throw in a couple of z-list movie stars and have it at it right um but there's like there's also like characters that come back from like the first movie and it's like there's one there's like a character i i can't remember from the first movie my my i think she was the 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 family was presented to be muslim um and then they they convert to christian or she converts to christianity um and so yeah and so like she comes back and so does her dad who still doesn't like her and there's like literally no plot resolution what happens here except for she's in a very bad car accident we've got the car accident plot again and he i guess converts because she's in a car accident but like honestly looking back i don't know if she survived the car accident she's in the hospital for a while i don't know if she wakes up i like i like don't remember don't know if they ever told me um, but she's a character in it i'll tell you that she's a, for a rap for a while she's walking around talking to people and she's like freedom is so precious and rare and i'm like oh my god um what? there's a character who's like persecution of people of faith is worse than ever in china under the communists and i'm like oh no um so it's and he's a he's a recent immigrant to the u.s from china so his big thing is that he just like he says American history is my passion is my hobby now. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's embarrassing to say out loud. Um, no matter who you are, that's embarrassing to say out loud. Uh, so, um, and of course he's the one who presents to people. He's like, no, they can't say that your kids can't learn Jesus in school because that's against the constitution. There's a document. And I'm like, yeah, there is a document. It's called the Constitution. I also don't know what that has to do with teaching Jesus and like being allowed to teach Jesus in, in like public schooling. I mean, the <laughs> other thing is that like I really don't know where this is happening in reality. Like nobody is saying that if you go to homeschool, you can't teach about Jesus. You just have to still be able to pass the same tests, and like homeschool kids can still do that. And they go to homeschool and they learn. Cra- I mean, reality. I, no, I'm sorry if any of listeners were homeschooled. Some homeschoolers teach their kids crazy things, but still teach them the stuff they need to know to pass certain tests. And that's fine. That's all like nobody prosecutes them for that. That's not going to happen. Yeah, in this movie, it's like they're coming into kids. your home. Like, um, I'm like, they're not. And there's like a woman and she like comes in and she's like, I'm with the Department of Education. We do surprise check ins now. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And she's like, she's like, mm, well, what, what are you talking about? And they're reading from the Bible and she gets all upset. And a woman's like, sorry, does miss stand for Mrs. or miss? And I'm like, first of all, it's miss. So it's miss. It's just miss. Um, and this is a daughter. This is a very young girl, though. And she's like, it's not short for anything. It's perfect as is. And I'm like, oh, no, she says it's complete as is. And I'm like, oh, God, this is so cringe. Um, and then the mom is like, oh, she just wants to know if you're single or married. So she knows what to call you. And the woman says, and I quote, I identify as self-partnered. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a thing that anyone says. Especially not like while on a visit as the Department of Education. Like, like, even if you. It might be like somebody on Tumblr or something. Yes, exactly. (laughs) This is like somebody on one of the social media sites somewhere. But this is not anybody presenting themselves as part of the Department of Education for an inspection of your homeschooling co-op um so bizarre 
So also it's like a church funded co-op, it seems. So like obviously they teach I, I don't understand. I like I was like, nobody cares. Also, nobody cares in the state of Arkansas. I'm sorry. Nobody in Arkansas is coming in and telling the homeschooled evangelicals what they have to do because it's Arkansas. They like the people who run it are like, yeah, you do that. Like so and it's not like there aren't also like religious schools that like that aren't home schools. So it's like what what so you believe that those aren't allowed to exist either? This is this is insane. Yeah, it makes <laughs> no sense. And then like of course they're all like up in arms and they're like we're not going to allow this to keep happening and Congress is like no 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 and I'm like like I don't think Congress would act on this. Like <laughs> Congress would just be like it's homeschool like are they passing their tests great move on um <sighs> even if they they had the wherewithal to act on anything they would not waste their time with this no and they're not trying to pass a law it's just like all in like they're in committee hearings that's what the whole movie <laughs> takes place in it's like in committee I, hearings. oh god uh like mr smith goes to washington yeah for like the worst people in the world yes it real it literally like is um it is so annoying and there's like a us there's like oh god it's just so bad it's literally so bad it was so cringe the whole movie um so anyway that's god's not dead for um, very fun uh oh so, janine perot was in it i do have to mention that i just feel like everybody needs to know that judge judge was in fact in this movie and she was like the judge who actually initially ruled that the co-op couldn't go on and so she's the one who sends them to Washington. She's like an evil judge who sends yeah, them to Washington. Yeah, she was playing like some filthy liberal. Yeah, no, she really is. She, and like her daughter like talks back to her in her home about like, I don't think that was right to decide that case that way. And she's like, I did not teach you to disrespect my opinion in my own home. And the daughter's like, you kind of did actually. I'm like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> you did by not teaching us strong morals and about Jesus. Uh, well, no, her point is like, you did teach me to argue. Like you taught me to argue with her with you um and i guess her mom is a single mom too um she's self-partnered excuse me the, oh the mom might be self-partnered <laughs> like there are that, that only one person explicitly states we that we can't assume right. <laughs> we um, can't assume but judge janine in the end comes around and she then becomes pro co-op i guess even though i don't think she was religious so like in the end it sort of is implied that she's like yeah jesus this land is a jesus land and i'm like but like i don't think you believed that um, you've made a big change of heart because of one pastor talking angrily in church. Um, but that's or basis. not even in church in Congress. I'm sorry. Um, that's the basis for all government. Don't you know? Is a, a an angry pastor on C-SPAN. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Well, that that's, was the movie. that yeah. sounds like a blast. Um, yeah. I'm glad you're, you're using your time on earth to, to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> but I really, I do good things with my time. Uh, moving on. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies recently. That's mostly uh, how I've been spending my movie watching time. And um, the the one that I think was most noteworthy recently is one that is, I feel like is kind of up there in terms of like general awareness, but doesn't get talked of in the vein of like a classic. But I really think this one should be a classic jingle all the way. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> listen, I remember seeing this movie in theaters when it came out and I thought it was crazy then, but it, it, nothing compares to how crazy it is now. It's insane. This, this movie is absolutely nuts. And what's great about it is that, and I didn't realize it until this watch is that it gets progressively crazier with each act. 
So the whole movie is just about how Arnold Schwarzenegger has to find this Turbo Man doll for his son and is going to increasingly crazy lengths to find it. Along the way, he runs into a mailman played by Sinbad, who is also trying to find the toy. And they both they simultaneously commiserate and fight each other for this toy. Yes. And they're they First of all, their duel becomes <laughs> increasingly more nuts with each time they fight. Like there's that one scene when they're in the Mall of America and they're like wrestling around, racing after that ball. And Arnold's like running through the kids play place to get the bouncing ball to to claim (laughs) the Turbo Man or whatever. So that's crazy enough. But (laughs) then there's a scene at the at the disc jockey place where as a mailman, (laughs) Sinbad is like pretending that he has a a letter bomb on him. (laughs) And this like, first of all. You'd think that like, oh, this didn't age well because like, oh, terrorism isn't quite as funny now. But like in the 90s, when this came out, I felt they were like more letter bombs going around. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like That was more of a common thing. This was pre anthrax, but this was very much like in the middle of the going postal craze. Um, yes. which they actually reference in this movie. <laughs> like, I'm a postal worker. You know how we are. Like, Damn, <laughs> this is a children's movie. Um, and then it turns out, like, as they're running away, it blows up because it was a real bomb. Yes. <laughs> that he found in the back. This movie's uh, crazy. And just like, there's some sick people in this world. Um. But so so there, there's that there's the uh, the underground toy counterfeiting ring being run by a bunch of Santas in a warehouse. That's a classic scene. But of course, nothing beats the end of the movie when um, Arnold, through this strange sequence of events, gets put into an actual Turbo Man outfit at the annual Christmas parade and. Uh, wouldn't you know it this this turbo man outfit has like a working jetpack and weapons and stuff and he fights his nemesis who is actually sinbad who stole the other outfit <laughs> so they're having like this grand showdown in the middle of the parade and everybody's like wow this is a lot crazier than last year and then <laughs> the it ends with like the most insane cartoonish jetpack scene ever with Arnold like zipping around, smashing into buildings, crashing through a family's Christmas dinner and stuff. And it's just like, where did like this started out about a, a, a father getting his son, a toy for Christmas. Someone just <laughs> Arnold being a bad dad. And now this is like crazier than half the stuff I've seen in a Marvel movie. <laughs> and might I add with better done action than a lot of them. but (laughs) it was a lot of fun um i feel like it has so much rewatch value because it gets so so crazy progressively um and yeah very crispy good times it is an extremely yeah that's a very nostalgic movie for me my brother and i used to watch it all the time and i think like especially after the phantom menace came out we were really into it for a stretch because it you know it of course stars the little boy who was anakin um, right yeah um so we I, we I like i've seen this movie like a bazillion times in my life um very very high nostalgia value for me um i used to love it love it love it and now i'm like hmm 
questionable film for me to have been watching all the time. Um, but yeah, it's also, fair. you know, it's, it's got the, the typical nineties Christmas movie, like, uh, parents with a rocky marriage and everything. Oh and yeah, of course. Every, every, um, uh, parent couple in these movies is in some phase of getting divorced. Basically. Well, back in, you know, this was the nineties. <laughs> it's the nineties. Right. Come on. Um, it's reflecting the anxieties of the day. Everybody was worried about the, the breakup of the nuclear family in the nineties. Um, yeah. Under the strain of capitalism, <laughs> which is what this movie is. Re- this movie is really about the strain of capitalism. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So. And they, they they even like they get to that at one point. There's that that scene in the diner where Sinbad and uh, Arnold are like commiserating. It's like there's there's so much you have to do just to get by, and then you like you expected to come through for your kids. It's like my dad never came through for us, and I'm just trying to give him something that I didn't have. And it's like damn, like this is getting really deep. But we're only there for like two minutes before they start fighting again, and then we're off. It's more like Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck stuff. Yeah, well, that's basic. Yeah, it really does have that like Looney Tunes vibe. Um, mm-hmm. They, yeah, they can't spend too much time talking about shit like, you know, the demise of capitalism. They're a movie. They're a movie from a major <laughs> studio. They are, you know, um, they support capitalism. So, mm-hmm. listen, listen. Um, anyway, I'm glad you rewatched <laughs> it. It's a fun movie. Um, it's very fun. Yeah, I've seen uh, recently. I've seen um, this Santa Claus and Jack Frost, which all have like that same like oh my god, like families um, breaking up kind of the, vibe. The, the dramatic Jack Frost, the is it who's the one it? with is Michael it, Keaton? Michael Keaton, yeah. Um, glad I didn't say who I initially thought. Um, yeah, that's Michael <laughs> Keaton. Um, yeah, that movie is bad as shit. I hate that movie. I like that, really despise that movie. That one's really bad. Yeah, that one's I have not... seen that movie multiple times. Sometimes on charter buses to Jamestown. Oh boy, and, um, I fucking hate it. I hate it so fucking. It's so bad. It's so stupid. And I usually love really like bad sappy movies. Like that's like a, a personal fount of joy for me. Is when a movie is really sappy and bad at it. Um, this is not one of those. Mm-mm, don't like it. I think it's my distaste for snowmen that are alive i have a thing about that um, frozen yeah. was really hard for me frozen was very, very <laughs> difficult um so. not a big olaf fan huh no and i like i like it's like it's like all snowmen that like talk i'm like there's something wrong with this um so yeah but uh on the other hand i do like a, my family has a thing like we always we are always quoting frosty the snowman we're all we we are constantly like happy birthday for no reason i like it, it'll be nobody's birthday that's just like how we greet one another sometimes and it's like why do we do this why are we all quoting frosty why are we quoting frosty i don't understand i don't think any of us like love frosty but like um growing up we'd always be like ah this guy um it's like a family thing we don't like snowmen that talk i don't understand it. um but 
it's a troubling concept really i think that's it i think it's like i'm slightly alarmed by it because it like i feel like i don't put it past the snowman see i when but when you said jack frost i thought you meant the like the horror one the horror with, man I, I still haven't seen that by the with way the, the crazy sex to... fiend jack frost who like has sex <laughs> um, i'm like this is very upsetting this is extremely <laughs> the most upsetting thing i've ever seen um that sounds like thanks killing with the, the horny turkey going around killing people it's a little bit like thanks killing it actually does have a similar energy to thanks killing thanks killing <laughs> is also a traumatic experience so that that movie is all kinds of awful yeah um big fan big fan um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's awful in a fun way to be clear yeah um you've been so you've been doing you've been doing some like sort of like classics from like the 90s yeah um, i've been doing i've been doing the whole nostalgia christmas baby watch i like never do that like i can't remember the last time i watched the santa claus admittedly i just like can't do tim allen but like i like i just like can't remember the last time i did it and that's like a very upsetting reality but like i'm thinking this year i might actually watch home alone although this year i'll be with my family for christmas for the first time in a few years so like well you know what i knock on wood um because everything right now is in flux. Um, the whole world oh, is going to hell. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So actually, by this time next week, when I should I should be in Virginia by literally a week from now, I should be there already. Um, but God only knows that two days before I'll test positive for COVID. But anyway. Um, oh boy. Everything's going to hell. Um, Let the good I've times been roll. doing uh, like mostly the rom-com still. And that's like my basic Christmas vibe when I'm like, like I'll watch the nostalgia stuff with my family. Like if I'm oh, other than it's a wonderful life. That's my one. I watch that every single year. I watch that on Christmas Eve when it comes on. I will always watch that. Um, yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. I like to watch uh, white Christmas too. That's, I, I mean, love that's white Christmas. Not yeah, quite this. That's from a different era of nostalgia. Yeah. That's not like uh, nostalgic for like, like my childhood like yeah it's a classic know. yeah that's a really good one though i really like that movie um i will probably watch that at some point this year too i yeah i really like that um my christmas i guess like the the like the ones i grew up on it's like i guess i don't really watch a lot of like kids oriented movies regardless like i you know i struggle when it's like time to watch the best animated picture nominees <laughs> yeah. every year on Oscars race. Cause I'm like, I just don't watch this kind of movie too often. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't usually either, but I feel like nineties kids movies like hold up better. Cause they were like more written for a wider audience. Yeah. Well, they're always fucking weird. Like the nineties were a weird time and all those movies are fucking weird every single time <laughs> you go back and it's like, what the fuck was wrong with us? Like oh, yeah. rewatching Hocus Pocus every year. I'm like, this movie's weird. This movie is like the word virgin is dropped like 30 times in this movie. Guarantee <laughs> as a kid, I didn't know what that meant, but I was like, yeah, virgin lit the candle. What the fuck? Why was I just <laughs> yelling about that at the age of like seven? Um, um, but you assumed it just meant like an innocent, like not like a, okay. I don't even think I, I don't think I life. even assumed the word innocent because I did not know what the word virgin meant. I can guarantee you that the first few times I saw that movie, the word virgin was just like a non, it just was like hearing past you. It's like hearing the word shush boomer at the age of like five. I was like, well, I don't know what the, the fuck that is. Um, <laughs> that's the thing about watching movies as a kid though, is that like anything you don't understand, you just ignore it and you just kind of follow the pictures and make sense of it that way. It's actually kind of amazing. Cause I wasn't that kind of kid. I was the kind of really? kid to be like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a very annoying little precocious bitch ass. Um, 
but so honestly, probably after the first movie, I probably did. I probably that's how I found out what Virgin was was probably Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I probably heard it and I was like, "What's that?" And then I went to my dictionary, which that was an awakening a, for you. Well, I was a spelling bee champ, so I had a ton Ooh. of dictionaries on hand all the time. Like because a bit, if you've never won like big spelling bees, um, every time you win one, they're like, "Here's a dictionary." So I just have like fucking stacks of dictionaries. Um, and so I probably would like just be like, hmm, and open the dictionary and figure out what it was and then be like, hmm, don't know what that means either. And have to just like go <laughs> like that was the thing I would do. I was a dictionary kid. Um, that was the beginning of your sexual journey through the Funk and Wagdall's dictionary. That was not the beginning of my sexual journey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I think Desperate Housewives had a lot to do with that. Um, but yeah, so. That yeah, I should I should rewatch some of those though. I do want to rewatch Home Alone and for the first time since moving here, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. I oh, really want to watch Lost yeah. in New York. Um the <laughs> you only have to thing watch is it while you're in New York. I have to watch it while I'm in New York, like maybe this weekend. Um although if I end up not being able to go home, I will save it for like sad Christmas Day drunk watching. 100%. Oh yeah. That would be a thing that I do. <laughs> that's a good uh, that's a perfect plan. Yeah. I don't even remember. What did I do last year? I just stayed in my house and like was stupid. Um, <laughs> oh, I watched I watched that fucking Cr- Grinch musical. That's what the fuck I did. Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, and then I watched like Cats and um, Rock of Ages. But like I distinctly remember watching that fucking Grinch musical <laughs> last year on Christmas. That was so fucking bad. That was atrocious. That was the worst shit. Um, <laughs> Wow, that's a memory. Cause you know, but I didn't go home to Christmas before either. And I know that because I saw fucking the rise of Skywalker in theaters on Christmas the year before. Oh god, you um, went to the movies on Christmas? Yeah, I've done that many so I don't usually do like I my family gets very upset with me. I have a history of not going home for the big holidays. And I even did that when I lived an hour and a half away from them. I just be like, I just don't fucking feel like it. Um or more likely, I would volunteer to be the one working on those days. So I would just be like, hmm, that way I don't have to deal with that. Um, I just like don't thrive. And like, I love my family, but I don't thrive when we're all together. That's not like a vibe that I enjoy. Um, it needs right. to be like, I see my parents and then I go see my aunt and then I go see my sibling. Like these need to be separate, discreet encounters for me. When we're all together, it's a whole lot for me. Um because certain energies feed off of one another and then people get to fighting and then I just can't deal with it because I surprise to the podcast when I have opinions, I don't shut the fuck up about them. So <laughs> like Never. I get very aggressive. So it's just a lot for me in a group and I'm going to have to do that this year, which is going to be really hard when I know we have family who is like believes that COVID is a hoax or whatever. So like, it's going to just be like this whole thing when I'm probably going to like cuss people out and get kicked out of a family like thing this year whatever it's been a while since mm. i've done that um that's fair i yeah. just think you know going to the movies on christmas must be crazy like no it's, it's so nice but it's, so, it's nice. so crowded it's actually i don't know it depends like um when i saw rise of skywalker it wasn't that crowded um yeah. and it really depends on the time you go so like if you go guess, yeah yeah if you yeah. go to one of the earliest showings you're gonna be fine it's like the Right, mid right. to late afternoon is when things get really yes. hairy and then but then like even by like later evening things are quiet again because people don't really feel go to bed early on christmas because everybody gets the fuck up early on christmas so um you know it just it depends i've been to the movies on christmas many times i've been to the movies on thanksgiving many times um 
and I, I always enjoy it, mainly because I, I mean, I haven't been to the movies on Thanksgiving in a while, just because I now have a friend, and who's also a friend of the pod, who I usually do Thanksgiving with, Um, so, like, mm. we usually do other things, but, um, you know, it, I used to go sometimes, because, again, I just would not go home for these holidays, Um, so... I don't know i kind of like it it's kind of nice it's kind of nice to have like a thing that's open on, on and it's not like a sad restaurant experience because that's really sad going to a restaurant on these holidays by yourself is very very sad don't do that never do that i will i'm speaking from experience don't go to a restaurant on these holidays alone it's not a pl- it's not a fun time people like give that, you the status looks <laughs> that makes sense but, yeah that makes sense the only time i've been out to eat on christmas was i went out with lauren to a japanese restaurant it's totally fine if you go with someone yeah Yeah. that was pretty nice yeah Uh, it's also totally (laughs) fine if you go to like like something that's not like an american-owned establishment like because you know it's just different for other cultures so like you know i'll go somewhere where it's like clearly the people here just don't celebrate christmas that's fine (laughs) like um Mm -hmm. um but like if i i'm not gonna go to like a fucking burger and beer bar on christmas that's like the saddest thing i could ever <laughs> that does like, sound like it would be, get pretty fucking, sad go to pretty fucking fast. golden corral on christmas it's like the most <laughs> no. shit. um oh, i know God. i know people who do like golden corral for thanksgiving and christmas i'm like that's like really or like shoney's god kill me um, there's a scene in santa claus where they go to shoney's on christmas yeah. well shoney's is a tragic endeavor no matter maybe it's ihop i don't know oh it might be ihop i think it's ihop i think ihop is less sad but it's still sad because that's still another one where like the people working there you know they want to be celebrating christmas like no ihop is not fun um also you can do better i just want everyone to know that you can do better for brunch i know that i'm a snob i live in new york city and i'm like i don't go to chain restaurants but like you can do better than ihop Denny's is better than IHOP. Go to Waffle House. Go the fuck to Waffle House. Um, Waffle House is always a good time. Waffle House is good and it's cheaper. Go to Waffle House. It's not pancakes. It's waffles. But um, and I will admit to not being. I like pancakes more than waffles. But um, you get those hash browns. (laughs) So is there is there anything else you've seen recently (laughs) that you think is worth discussing? worth discussing uh oh tick tick boom everyone should watch tick tick boom recently out on netflix it's about yes. jonathan larson it's a musical it stars andrew garfield uh vanessa hudgens um we <laughs> know we on the pod like vanessa um so is yeah. this is this part of the extended hudgens verse is there my, everything is part of the extended hudgens verse in a way so in a way this movie exists in the same universe as spring breakers think about that <laughs> Chew on it for a little bit um that does make you think make it really makes you think um yeah i really like tick tick boom though it is directed by lin-manuel miranda so if you're like if you've got brain rot from lin-manuel miranda's other things like maybe you don't want to watch it but um um it's it's pretty good i really liked it um so i would encourage people to watch tick tick boom uh great yeah otherwise i you know i saw west side story but i'm hoping you'll see that so we can actually talk about it so yes i've been trying to see it all week still haven't but i'm hoping to see it before the holidays yeah. Um, I'm hearing very good things, yeah. so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. What about you? Anything? Else? Um, not not really anything else that I've seen. Just a little bit of news that I've been meaning to get out there for like the last three episodes, and still haven't managed to. But do it, do it. Do we it. learned that Martin Scorsese is going to be directing a Grateful Dead movie, uh, starring Ooh. Jonah Hill as Jerry Garcia. Which? How do you feel? I, How does this make you feel? I'm very excited about it. I mean, yeah. if like 
you're getting one of the greatest living directors to direct a movie about the Grateful Dead. It's going to be awesome. Plus, like a lot of people are complaining about Jonah Hill and thinking that, like he's a weird casting, but Jonah Hill is a huge deadhead. He's been photographed multiple times walking around in obscure pieces of Grateful Dead gear. Um, so I think that he's going to bring the attention and care needed to this role. Plus he's a great actor. I mean, like if if people haven't seen him in like Wolf of Wall Street or something, maybe they need to check that out because he's got talent. He, he's not just a funny fat guy. He, he can be really good and really dramatic when he needed. And I think, I think it'll be great. I mean, it'll at least be entertaining to watch. I'm, I'm excited to see something about the Grateful Dead on the screen. I've been watching, uh some of the long strange trip documentary recently which is really good nice really getting me excited for this movie coming out so i'm looking forward to that this seems yeah this seems very very exciting for you specifically so i'm very, <laughs> I'm very happy for you um that's awesome that's gonna be i think it'll be good i mean I, i'm i'm interested in it so yeah it's a good that's time cool. for the heads man they we're we're thriving right now in in a possibly more monumental music movie news um avril lavigne is adapting her <laughs> iconic song skater boy into a movie oh yes so, um, <laughs> very big news might be the movie event of our time who's to say um if it's not a period piece i'm gonna be pissed like it needs to be said <laughs> it's in, like, got to be yeah oh my god <laughs> if this could be like the first iconic like circa 2005 period piece do you think she's gonna direct it like is she gonna direct it? like <laughs> is avril lavigne herself like i i'm like when it's like oh yeah she's working on this i'm like what is she doing like she doesn't have yeah. movie background like what is she specifically doing is I'm she shopping excited. the concept to people like <laughs> Like, because so, I would love to start throwing out some directors. I mean, Edgar Wright comes to mind. I'm just saying he could do a great period piece. Yeah, the 2000s. yeah. This would be very. Um, but also, she should just like go like all in. Like, get Guillermo del Toro. I don't know. He could do something. Why not? Um, <laughs> a dark skater boy. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, pull him off in the mountains of madness again. Well, like, <laughs> see, see what Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson's up to. Like. You know, uh, well, uh, maybe not, but, um, (laughs) um, you know, just just fucking like go, just go balls to the wall. Um, just call everyone Avril. I, you know, um, I worry she's going to be like, I don't know, fucking some stupid ass. Who's the guy who directed Shallow Hal? Um, (laughs) (laughs) who did do that? (laughs) Hey, hey, Shallow Hal has its moments. Let's just, (laughs) um, I know that you feel that way. I want to be clear that I'm aware that you feel like, you know who she should approach? Go to Jeff Wadlow. Jeff Wadlow should do a Skater Boy movie. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Jeff Wadlow, please direct this movie. That'd be great. Like bring your kick-ass two vibes into this one with that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the Farrelly brothers, by the way. This, this okay. That, yes, that's right. They should do. You know, I I wanted to do somebody whose genre is just like not at all expected for for a movie called Skater Boy about like I presumably it's a rom com. I don't really know. Um, I don't know what else this movie would be like <laughs> if it's not a romantic comedy. Um, um, is it a musical? Is it like going to be a musical featuring the songs of Avril Lavigne? That would be so fucking funny. That would if, be very interesting. If she adapted her own like catalog into a movie musical, I would laugh so hard. Um, 
So I just, it's so hard to fathom what's going on in that brain of Avril's or should I say Melissa's? Didn't we decide that she was died and replaced with a clone called Melissa? Oh no. <laughs> Let's not start delving into conspiracies on this podcast. Um, at least not, not once we don't make up ourselves. <laughs> we have lots of conspiracies that we, we make up. We're only allowed to birth conspiracies on this pod. We don't we don't give other people air. No. I respect that. Yeah, that's true. Um yeah. All right. Yeah. So with that, I think we're ready to enter the buzz on movie screening room. We just need to say the magic incantation to open the doors. So if you at home know the words, chant along with me. <laughs> help we come to this place for magic we come to amc theaters to laugh to cry to care care. because we need that all All of us us. that indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim and And we we go go somewhere somewhere we've we've never never been been. before (laughs) not just entertained but somehow reborn together (laughs) dazzling images on a huge silver screen Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Our heroes feel like the best parts of us, and stories feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are. AMC theaters, we make movies better. I, I know you haven't seen it, and so it was, like, so hard to not, like, I was trying to match the way she says it in every single one, and you got the pacing wrong, I will say. But that, Okay. Um, I, need, I, need, I need to review my incantations. Yes. But um, it, seems, it seems the doors are opening nonetheless. I need you to know how much of a longer pause there is when she says, because here, they are. Um, they are. And, well, she no, her Australian accent definitely comes out when she says this. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it and she's like looking at the camera, like smirking, like because here they are. She's also in like the world's most bizarre AMC that does not exist. Like it's not an AMC that is real. <laughs> a, um, a a uh, a liminal space AMC. No, it really is though. It's like it's not like an AMC. and she's the only one in the entire theater, not just her auditorium. Like when she's walking through the theater, there's not another person. Um, so That's usually like, what it's like when I go to the theater, but <laughs> Well, I live in New York, so it's not like that here. Yeah, not in New York. All right. We're we're firmly in the the buzz on movies screening room now, so let's start discussing Christmas Evil. Um, so this movie, uh, is sort of in the vein of like Silent Night, Deadly Night, in that it's like a killer Santa Claus movie, but I think it is somehow even darker than that and stranger than that because it doesn't just trade off of like oh a crazy santa claus chopping up people this like delves really deeply into the psyche of this strange man it has been it's been compared to a santa claus version of taxi driver which is somewhat fitting in fact there's even the the part of the movie where he's like making his suit and like putting together his lists of the naughty and nice boys and girls. It's seriously like he's, it's seriously like the training scenes from taxi driver. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like 
making the little gun thing and all that stuff. I do think there, yeah, there are parts of this movie that are like just that, that do feel very Taxi Driver in a lot of ways. Um, like I don't think that that comparison is for nothing. Um, so I agree there. And you know he's equally un—he's a frightening individual. I will say this fake Santa man, he's very frightening. <laughs> <laughs> so, no santa no he's he's not quite travis bickle but like you know he's he's, he's you know he's he's not a he's not a play i don't want to be around him i will say that i don't want to be around the santa the santa murders people in front of a crowd like very yeah. strange very very, very strange. brutally and very quickly <laughs> yeah and then like runs away in terror or whatever he's like oh ah! Like he's, he, there were moments where he like gives me like um, Leatherface vibes, nor like Leatherface <laughs> like kill somebody and then run away screaming. And I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Le-? Like in the in the like the the like you know two and three installments where he like Leatherface was like weirdly a, a scaredy cat all the time. He would like kill people and then be upset that he killed people, but then keep killing yeah. people. And I'd be like, "Okay, that's the vibe I got." <laughs> um, um, yep, yep, very similar. So this movie starts out with a like Halloween 1978 style like (laughs) origin story Mm -hmm. for the psychopath. Um, And there's like a bunch of kids on Christmas Eve watching as Santa Claus comes down the chimney and like eats the milk and cookies and puts out the presents and everything and then sees him on the stairs and gives him a little wink and everything. And it's just like it's very, very vintage and cute kind of santa claus like ah, ha, ha. and then everybody goes upstairs but the one one of the boys sneaks down again and sees like literally well not literally but he sees a a very uh nc-17 version of mommy kissing santa claus um, yeah i mean i think the snapchat i sent to to ty was i saw mommy fucking santa claus right <laughs> yeah which is not really what you see. It's it's really, <laughs> I saw mommy getting eaten out by Santa Claus. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Maybe that's why it was so troubling, Tim. Is like I didn't know it could do. They could do that. Well, I think uh, that as a kid that young, I wouldn't even have understood what was going on. I would have been like, yeah. "Why is your face there, Santa?" <laughs> um, but that is what appears to be it happening or about to happen yeah (laughs) um that appears to be the plan at least if it's if it's not happening in the scene it's like as soon as this kid goes upstairs girls getting getting it um yeah Um, good for her her, honestly but like (laughs) um it's very upsetting to him it's so upsetting that he becomes traumatized for life um, he he runs upstairs and like smashes the snow globe and cuts himself with it. Yeah, that's a bit dramatic. I will say that. Um, and the blood splashes on the little house from inside the snow globe and makes it all red. Yeah. Look, this boy has been sexually traumatized now. Um, he does not handle it well. Like I, it just his reaction is is quite big. He really. I think maybe he didn't have a good support system. <laughs> probably not although we really don't know much else about his family other than like that when he's a grown-up his other brother like his brother is like trying to get him to spend time with his family and he keeps flaking out on him because he's off doing crazy santa stuff 
crazy santa stuff yeah that's that's the way to put it he's so, all being like a homicidal santa maniac um yeah it's un- like it doesn't seem like the family itself was that bad it's not like he no. witnessed something horrible um oh. he was just very oh. troubled from an early age i guess by this image of santa and his mother getting it on yeah, because I, I guess he, I, I feel like it's like a combination of he assumes that his mom is cheating on his dad with Santa. And also, it's like Santa eating his mom out. I mean, that's like <laughs> a lot. I will admit that. Um, but, you know, I guess that's sort of like the the two taken together. Like if, you know, if it had been his dad out of costume eating his mom out, that might have been one thing. If it had been his if it had been Santa and his mom kissing, that might've been one thing. It's Santa eating his mom out. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> it's a lot to take in at that. I age. don't think it would send a well-adjusted child into homicidal rage, but like, I don't know. I don't know what prompts one to commit murder. So, <laughs> um, so like as an adult, um, Harry, is clearly like very obsessed with Christmas and Santa. You see him waking up in his apartment where, which is like completely full of Christmas decorations. Uh, Even though like we see like he has a calendar that's counting down the days to Christmas and it's like Halloween basically. Yeah. Uh, It's like 50, 60 days before Christmas. And this, at this point in the movie, I was like, this is basically what I think about those people who start, decorating before halloween like they're this unhinged <laughs> this level that, where they might become that is a, a disservice to those people but yeah that you know that's a that's a big look look those people are not quite as bad as this man but this 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 man like sleeps in like a santa costume like a silky santa pajama costume yes yes like, his pajamas are very like a like a basically a santa thing they've got like red with white trim yeah, I mean that's that's taking things a bit far. I I've got to say, I've got to say that he's he's doing a bit much here. Um, uh, he's also doing quite a bit more by spying on all the neighborhood kids and tracking out whether they've been naughty or not. I mean, that's that's <laughs> actually unhinged behavior. I thought we would get there, but I think that I think it's I think we need to just pause and take a moment to reflect on how weird and Oedipal it is that this man saw his mom getting eaten out by Santa Claus and then grew up to be like, I will be Santa Claus. So you want to eat your mom out? Is that what I'm yes. to take away from this? He's like, well, like, if the only way to get my mom to notice me is to be Santa Claus. Mm. Let's just, let's, it's let's a not, very alarming try to unpack psychological that. turn for this man. Um, and I, that's why I'm saying like something else is wrong here. Right. But his brother seems perfectly well adjusted and wants to eat out his wife, not his mother. So like a normal (laughs) straight man. So, yes. um, Yeah. And um, but they they get into it later in the movie. I mean, they don't really they they have that. They are not a they're. Yeah. It's like you weren't there for it. And like there was. What was it? That, yeah, like, what were he supposed to be there? Like, the thing is, he got mad at his brother for not believing in Santa Claus. He's like, I was six years old then. Okay. 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 But, but I think like that's because his brother didn't believe in Santa Claus. That's why they went down to investigate 
and to like to prove whether Santa Claus was real. And that's why he ended up seeing that. And then that's what fucked him up. So yeah, he I mean, kind of blames his brother in a roundabout way. I think so too. I just think that it's just the, the outside's reaction to what occurred is still my biggest hang up here. I, you know, it's just a lot. It's, it's just, a lot. yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I think it's pretty explicitly supposed to be that that causes all of this man's problems. This isn't like Halloween where Michael Myers does kill his sister right after she's had sex, but it's not explicit that that's, you know, he's like triggered by that. You know, it's like, he's just already right. fucked up. seems to be the, the implication, but like in this one, it seems to be that this kid was like kind of weird, but totally fine. And then he saw his mom having sex with Santa and is suddenly like, I need to be Santa and kill people. That, you know, it's a big, he has a, quite a snap from this one incident. Um, poor guy, poor guy. He was hanging on by a thread. Um, and then that thread was broken by Santa's tongue in his mom's vagina. <laughs> oh God. I can't get so- over that. That's like what was happening. I will never unsee the, the image of this child having to look upon that. Gaze upon my works in despair. Um, <laughs> A horny Santa Claus. <laughs> I feel like that's already a thing in movies, but um, no. Bad Santa. Bad? No, not bad Santa. Um, yeah. We should also note that Harry, that the boy, he works at a toy factory. Yes. At like the worst job ever. And also the toy factory is called Jolly Dreams. And I got to say, that sounds like a porn studio or something. Yeah, like, yeah. No. <laughs> Jolly dreams. Jolly dreams. And they have these upsetting pictures of Santa Claus all up around the factory. Well, this movie is all about upsetting pictures of Santa Claus. <laughs> this yeah. whole movie is like traumatizing one to the image of Santa Claus. That's like just all it is. The factory makes like really cheap toys. And he's like always complaining about how badly made they are. And like how children deserve well-made toys. And that's what allows them to grow up to be good human beings and he's got like he's got these very elaborate ideas about the importance of toys or children and like nobody wants to hear about them it's like okay harry yeah sure you were telling us this yesterday um (laughs) and and he gets asked to cover a shift for uh one of his co-workers and he he doesn't really work on the line anymore he's like in the back office but he covers this shift and then he finds out that the guy who asked him to cover for him was just like hanging out at the bar in the meantime he's like yeah i got that schmuck harry to cover for me ha 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 when he was like he was he was walking by and overheard this at the bar and then that that is like the thing that causes him to snap, which I think is really weird. This is like, this is like true Joker moment. He's really <laughs> he's really going through it. Imagine if somebody called you a schmuck and you thought it's time to commit murder. Well, that's it. Time to go Joker mode. <laughs> like they just called you a fucking schmuck. I call people schmucks all the time. If they committed <laughs> murder every time, like schmuck is a great word. Like. He's yeah. clearly been quite unhinged for a while. 
Uh, but he like races back to his apartment and is like clutching his head and shaking and like humming Santa Claus is coming to town very loudly and aggressively. It's like, <laughs> I know I really like that because I thought of that vine, you know, the vine where he's like, you better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. Um, that's let what me I can tell- think of. <laughs> let me tell you from experience. Okay. If, after watching this movie, you you get the urge to um, go up to bed and your partner is there and you start singing, you better watch out, you better watch out, you better watch out. Don't do it. Just no. don't. Don't ignore that urge. It ignore won't go well. Mm-hmm. I'm not good <laughs> at ignoring urges. But. It won't. It won't be worth. It won't be worth the, the reaction. Well, well. Yeah, well, hopefully your partner doesn't have a Joker moment because of that. That's, I hope that's not their Joker origin story. Um, that's, yeah. I can see how that would be problematic. <laughs> I can see it. I get it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, go, uh, no, I just also, yeah. It's just a very, I mean, he really does like see, like, it's very like, this man is like walking and he's passing the bar and he sees the man he took a shift from making fun of him, like through the window. And he's like looking in and it's like Ariel wanting to be where the people are. Like, he's like watching people on a boat dancing. She wants legs. He's like, he's like, Oh, and I'm like, this is very upsetting. This man is like socially detached of, I will say it's possibly his own fault because he's obsessed with Santa Claus. I probably would not, I would probably have trouble staying close with a man my age who was really into Santa Claus. I will fully admit that. Um, that would, but, yeah, that but, would be a little troubling. Yeah. Well, um, he's there's a lot of scenes in this movie when he's like standing outside windows looking in. I mean, he, just, he well, wants to be where the people are. Well, first of all, we get the um, like him looking in the windows of the kids' places, which is more like he's that's just creepy. He's surveying them like Santa Claus. Well, but... he's, he is the surveillance state. He's Big Brother. Yeah. Um, well, Big he's, Brother he, in New Jersey. We should also the... know that this takes place in New Jersey. And I got to oh, say, yeah. anything fucking goes. Anything, we get right? one one shot from across the river of New York. Oh, and it's yeah. like, oh, this is great. I did do a little <laughs> cheer for that. I, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, th- this does take place in New Jersey, which is like, you know, it makes a lot of it make more sense when you know that it takes place in New Jersey. It's like, of course, there's a crazy fake Santa in New Jersey. Of course. Where that, else would that, that crazy fake Santa be? That tracks. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, like, so he's watching the kids and that's like the whole, like the most, the creepiest interpretation of like the whole, he sees you when you're sleeping kind of thing. But then there's also the way he watches adults from outside. Um, and that seems to be more of like, a, like, I wish I could be doing that kind oh. of stuff. Like he's watching from outside the bar. He watches, he watches his brother, like making the moves on his wife that one time. Well, from outside he likes there. to watch, he has a thing about watching his family and indecent acts so listen yeah um, you think he would want to avoid that having after the first time when it time. traumatized him he's now like into it you know like it he's just like, like the same way like seeing santa with his mom traumatized him he now wants to be santa he's into the santa thing right so you know he he that's how he copes he's like i must incorporate that into my identity 
Um, yeah. It's like a way for him to in- interpret his trauma. He internalizes <laughs> it all. He's just like, yeah, mm. how much can I take into me? Mm, regret. But but then yeah. there's like, you know, there's the, there's the party that he's outside watching. But, but after he's gone Santa mode and he's like fully dressed. After he's Santa gone Claus. Santa mode. <laughs> well, it's a Santa mode takes a while to build. But but like well, he's like invited in to the party and he's actually yeah. having a great time and dancing around. And everybody's loving him. And but that's that's also like mid mid killing spree. So it's like kind of too late to Did go. Did you back like like the part. um? I don't know if you read the Wikipedia summary, which I, I do. I love to read Wikipedia summaries after a movie. Oh, um, yeah. Um, I liked, and I'm recalling this from memory, but I distinctly remember they say about like the period where it's leading up to the party. And they're like, he enters a fugue state. I'm like, he, you know what? He sure the fuck does. That yeah. is a really great descriptor for what just fucking happened here. Um, um, all of that. He really does just like, he, he goes completely nuts. Um, he, but that party, he seemed to be having an okay time for a bit there. I think I think he really does. He desires connection. That is like a big thing for this man. He wants to be connected to people, just like Travis Bickle or Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. This really <laughs> is like a, a precursor to Joker slash. It is Taxi Driver in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of ideas. The same yeah. kind of like outsider, isolated white no man can't fucking handle what it's like to be alienated for once in his life. <laughs> Gotta tell you, been doing it since I was five. White man. I mean, I well, am also a white man, but like straight <laughs> white man. Um, <laughs> I think this guy's been alienated for a while, given yeah. the whole Santa thing. Yeah. It's but it he he's not handling it well. Certainly, no. Um, uh, I, uh, the so he's already like very unhinged from the whole like finding out that the guy was calling him a schmuck thing. But what really finally pushes him in that being what somebody what unhinges someone <laughs> as he, he like he so he's be building out like this Santa costume at home. And this is when we get like the whole taxi driver emulating scenes of his like training as Santa which is really funny. And he's finalizing his naughty and nice lists. And which is also a normal that, thing that people make about strangers. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Of course. The thing that, that finally like sets off his plan is after he goes to the company Christmas party. And it's just like the worst thing you could imagine. Um, he finds out that like the company is, uh, trying to boost their numbers on this charity drive they do by having like all the employees pitch in for it. He finds out like there's this new guy being groomed for an executive position who's like uh, d- has loose morals, according to him at least, and like sort of came up with this idea. Yeah, because being a homicidal maniac is really strong, tight morals. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I also. <laughs> I like I love the concept of a place called Jolly Dreams having like high powered executive positions. It's like, well, what yes, do you I'm do? The, like, I'm the senior vice president of Jolly Dreams. Do you make like I feel like Jolly Dreams makes fleshlights and fucking dildos. So <laughs> like <laughs> how much power do you have, man? It's right next door to the four seasons total. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, God, as soon as you started that sentence, I knew what the fuck you were going to say. <laughs> Um, um, yes. So, you know, 
he, the, I just love the concept of this and like being at the holiday Christmas party where it's like we're we're crowning our new exec coming in and it's like all right well you're still like a sad toy company like um, but you know this oh. man- <laughs> also we just have to mention though like that this this Christmas party was such a fun vibe like I, I want to go back to this this sleazy '70s holiday party. Oh yeah, where they they've just got like a table full of booze and There's like so much booze. The bartender's just like very loosely pouring everything all over the place. The vibe yeah. is like a moose lodge on cocaine. <laughs> like it's just everybody's like- getting everybody's getting ridiculously trashed. And like they've got like a record player that they like stack the records up and they're putting the records on. Like people are bumping into it and knocking the music out of control. Yeah, it's very fun. I'll it like- seems like a really fun time. I really, <laughs> I feel like next year, God forbid, we should just have like a a, a Christmas Evil seventies themed Christmas party and see what happens. Like that'd be great. I guess Everybody- you have to like lace the punch with something insane <laughs> like LSD and just see like how we all do. But like. because that's the only way to really reenact this vibe but (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but like yeah it seems like it was like really fun and i would like to i you know i think office christmas parties we've this is why america is so divided we've lost office christmas parties we need to bring back a good trashy office christmas party yes you know we, you know, and it doesn't have to, you know what? I support people. You know, it doesn't have to be Christmas. It just needs like a holiday party. It's fine if it's, you know, if it's yeah. like winter well, any, holidays, right? Any kind um, of holiday party. Um, it's worth noting as well that a lot of these 90s uh, family Christmas movies start with like a, a holiday party. Oh, yeah. And it's to yeah. show that like the, the, the dad of the family, like, getting a little out of control or like at some sort of crazy company event to show that like he's more attached to the company than his family. Oh yeah. That's like a huge thing. Like it'll be like, he drinks too much champagne and, or he's like at this social event, but he's like wheeling and dealing like, so it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like a very common trope in those like nineties family Christmas movies. Um, so yes, I do agree with that. I mean, I feel like even Jumanji had some of that. There's like parts where they're at like, a fucking, like, which is not a Christmas movie, but like there are parts where they're at like the the office Christmas party or whatever, like at the at those scenes and like the opening and ending. Um, so you know that that's like definitely a real thing that was happening in the '90s. Um, the fucking '90s, what a weird time. We're not in this movie. Mm-hmm. Christmas Evil is obviously not the '90s, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I just want to go back to like crazy shit faced office parties. Um, <laughs> that's what I want. We have an office party at my my office, although it got canceled this year um, for Makes reasons sense, that yeah. I'm sure I don't have to explain. Um, but we, it's just like a potluck, and everybody brings food. But there's like virtually no alcohol because it's on government property, um, which is just like <laughs> so fucking lame. That um, does make sense, I guess. But well, yeah, it's a but bummer. it's stupid. Listen, <laughs> government employees drink. Government employees probably constitute a lot of the alcohol consumption in this country. <laughs> if I had to guess, they're uh, they're holding up an entire industry, uh, funneling we, taxpayer dollars into the pockets of the uh, well. Given distilleries. the given the low wages that most government employees get, it's like, what the fuck else do you do? You, <laughs> like, uh, so. 
yeah, I'm just saying that it's like, oh, we're going to just eat some fucking ham and turkey and cheesecake, which is a thing that always happens at my office Christmas party. Um, there's cheesecake. And I'm like, why is there cheesecake? It's a December party. It is a December party. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> um, but um, it's always cheesecake. And I would love if there were fucking champagne there. Granted, I would probably drink a whole bottle. So it's for the best. But um, <laughs> you're um, just like they're just like pouring it into your mouth, flaming saddle style, and with, like, with like a bottle of orange bitters next to me. And every so often, I take like a drop of orange, just bitters, like a so. quick little size. <laughs> it's classy. Uh, um, who doesn't love Christmas mimosas? Nobody. Everybody loves Christmas mimosas. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving forward. Anyway, yeah, this office party looks like a lot of fun, but uh, Harry's not having a good time. And this is He's like unwell, when, so. when he finally decides to kick his whole plan into action. He starts by like stealing a whole bunch of toys from the factory. Yes. Uh, like as he leaves the party. And then he, um, he gets into his Santa outfit. And there's this really like so we we talk about him like getting Joker fired, but there is like there is a moment in this movie that almost feels like it comes straight out of the Joker movie, and not even like Taxi Driver, but like the Joker movie. And it's <laughs> when he's gluing the beard on his face, he has this moment oh, where he yeah, puts yeah. the beard on, he puts the beard on, and it sticks, and he starts like trying to pull it off but it won't come off. And he just sort of like starts like crying and cackling at the same time. (laughs) It's just like, it's like he's gone. He's, this is it. Like he's crossed the breach. There's no coming back. Now he's glued the beard on. I mean, I I kind of understand though, you know, sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes when you're trying to get ready, it's just crying and cackling all the way down. man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, don't blame him. You ever try tying a bow tie when you haven't worn one in about a month? It's like, oh, oh shit, God. what's this like? Um, I I have cried almost every time I've tried to put a bow tie on. Okay, well. I, or or screamed. Or mostly screamed, mostly screamed. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm just saying that it, it is pretty understandable. Sometimes, sometimes getting ready is just like the worst shit that you can possibly imagine. Um, but can't complain but he he's very clearly in this moment going completely insane like this is like oh we're we're witnessing the birth of evil um yeah you know so he's put he's putting on his uh like homemade santa suit which actually looks really good it does look good and like and he's got like he's got like the stick on eyebrows and mustache and beard and the wig and everything yeah it looks really good i'm like damn i wish i had a santa suit like that well, do you? Um, we don't know if you want to be like this guy. Um, well, no, but that, the, just the suit. The rest of it, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's getting ready. He gets gets his list together. He gets his uh, all the toys ready. Um, and then he goes out for his, his night of mayhem. And there's all sorts of crazy things that he does. Um, he stops by the house of the one bad boy that he was keeping track of in his uh, notes which is a boy who he saw uh reading penthouse and cutting out the centerfold (laughs) (laughs) 
and he wrote that he had like low body hygiene or something in his little book body hygiene body mm. hygiene that's an upsetting way to describe just about anything but especially this <laughs> and like and previously previously to this he snuck outside this boy's house and like painted his face with mud and then stuck it onto the wall <laughs> to leave a mark that I, like i don't know like that was like his mark that he was coming back or something i that's sort of what i took it was like a warning it was like a, yeah like i'll be back um and then he was back he was back and he like I don't know like what he's doing here. He, like he like either he tries to like menace the boy and like looks like he might try to snatch him from the bushes at one point, but he just ends up freaking him out a bunch. And then like his mom drives off with him. Yeah. So <laughs> he doesn't Whatever actually planning. I don't think it went as planned. I will say no, that. no, he doesn't actually end up killing any kids in this movie, which is the one good thing. Although he does threaten them at, a couple different points yes um there's the christmas party that he shows up at that we mentioned like he was like outside the window of it like kind of quietly singing along to christmas songs and by the way this party also looks like a lot of fun like they've got a live <laughs> band they've got people dancing it looks like a jolly old time and then then these two guys spot him and then come out and grab him. They're like, nope, we caught you. You got to come in. Oh my <laughs> but God, then like so weird. He's like the life of the party and he's like dancing around and everybody's like celebrating him and getting him drinks and stuff. But then at the end of it, he gives this speech to the kids about like behave and like obey your parents and remember to be very good because I'm watching. And if you're good, I'll bring you all the presents you can want. But if you're bad and he gets like this terrifying look on his face and like this part of the speech is delivered so menacingly. He's like, I'll come and bring you something awful. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just starts doing the Santa Claus laugh. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and then like, I'm like, oh, my God, like, what are you going to do to the kids? <laughs> it's very unclear but i don't think it's gonna be good i'll say that i think that i think that he would probably kill kids if he got the chance you know we do have to wonder what he would have done if he caught that one boy yeah um he has like some santa claus artwork that he keeps referring to that like some of it shows santa like punishing bad kids so it's so creepy like stuffing them into sacks and stuff like krampus style yeah i was gonna say it's very it's very like he was like oh santa but make it krampus yeah it's also worth noting that part of his transition to becoming santa is that he paints a sleigh on the side of his big white van that he drives yeah that's really embarrassing he shouldn't have done that he he went a little too far he uh 
It's so creepy that the the Santa in this movie drives a van with a sleigh painted on the side. Like it's like it's like one of those vans that says like free candy on the side or yeah, something. It's, it's literally like, the, that's the vibe. And I mean that's the vibe this guy just gives off. It's like creepy van driver outside of your grade school. Like that's that's his whole energy. I mean, so that you know it makes sense it really tracks but he's really dry i mean i don't know how this man has a massive van in his own nice house with all of this santa shit like i don't understand how do you afford this creepy santa you work like a shitty job at jolly dreams um it was the 70s man you know this was pre-reagan back then a good union job uh, in a factory pre-reagan you motherfuck <laughs> um <laughs> God, I hate that man. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I remember. Um, I remembered the meme about Nancy Reagan being good at blowjobs. That came <laughs> that's that's been going around this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so you're right. Fucking seventies, man. According to the horror movies, not a dream time, but dream time in some ways. Um, the horror movies make it seem like the real Wild West, though. So I don't know about all that, but um, there was a lot of rough stuff in the seventies too. Yeah, the gas yeah. crisis. And, oh sure, there was uh, plenty of bad stuff. I mean, there's been bad stuff since the dawn of humans walking this earth. But um, humans are not good. Turns out this might be news to people. Uh, humans are bad, uh, everyone. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Um, yeah, so he's this night is like very interesting for him because he goes between doing like good Santa things and like very bad Santa things. He just has like a really (laughs) strong, really like concrete and like unmalleable moral compass or whatever. Although moral compass is the wrong way to describe it, but it's like, if he decides something's bad, it's like, it must be dealt with. Yeah, like that, you know, um, he he does not. It's actually it's sort of like and I just read Misery. It's like Annie and Misery. It's just like once he decides that it's wrong, he's going to go fucking crazy. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Like he's he, he like can't deal with it. He's like, oh, no. Oh, no. And it's like, all right, we just need you to calm down a little bit. Fake Santa like Fanta. Oh, my Fanta. Fanta. Um, <laughs> um, I don't want a Fanta, but like, yeah, he. He really, he just like can't, it's like he, I feel like his mind is very black and white. Um, And like, if he decides something's bad, it's like, it's bad and it must be like expunged. It cannot be allowed to persist and he will kill people over it. Um, It's very strange. Very, very strange. Because you would think that if you have a very strong black and white moral compass, murder might be on the, the, we can't do this side. Like I could see him punt- saying somebody else is a a naughty child for being a murderer, so you know right. <laughs> but he he views himself as a moral arbiter because he's Santa, yeah, and Santa knows who's naughty and nice, yeah. That That's he does. True. He views himself as able to make these decisions. He is the judge, jury, and executioner. Very upsetting. Very very upsetting. He's like the Supreme Court. <laughs> exactly like that this is this is like 
Neil Gorsuch's wildest dreams. I was going to make a reference to a specific justice, but decided not to go there. So I'm (laughs) glad you did go there. I Uh, would have said Scalia, but uh, because at least then I wasn't saying somebody who's currently living. (laughs) But uh, and I did host a I did host a celebratory brunch when Scalia died. So you know, I feel no qualms. Live it up. (laughs) Um, Yeah. that is, but he really is like, just like, like, yes, I finally get to do what I want to do. I get to just decide what's right and what's wrong. And when they're wrong, I, I meet out the punishment that suits the crime. Uh, and the punishment is always murder. Sometimes by being impaled in the eye with a toy soldier. You never know. Yeah. Um, so he, um, he donates a bunch of toys to like this, the children's hospital that was like part of that charity drive. And like, um, he shows up as Santa with all these toys and like the guard does not want to let him in at first. This, there's like this very strange scene where he's just like, who are you? Like, what? who do you think I am? (laughs) (laughs) But he, he manages to convince him by giving him a present. And then like all the people from the hospital come out to get more presents and he's got like a whole the whole van is full of presents this is a very upsetting scene yeah he's like who who donated all these he's like oh like some people realize that they should have been more charitable around here um because he he stole it all from the toy factory (laughs) yeah if if i ever said where did all of these toys that you're donating came from and they answered that way like oh some people realize they should have been more charitable i'd be like Major red flag. Time to call the police. This is very upsetting. <laughs> we should is... not be taking these toys. And also this man should not be. <laughs> Nobody um, told us the Santa was coming. But that's how that's how this works at first is that the Santa costume is so disarming. To well, people. and I think and that's, that's probably real. I, I genuinely, even in 2021, I could see somebody being dressed as Santa being enough to be make a bunch of people just be like, oh, yeah, come on in. Like because we live in crazy town um the whole country is crazy town just so everybody's clear um (laughs) america yeah america america um yeah i i really feel like that's extremely a thing that's happening in this movie and i i think that is not far removed from reality at all i 100 buy that would happen i could go like there are so many i i i feel like i even like we would like like growing up, like at like church, we'd have like church events and somebody would come in and be like, oh yeah, I'm the Santa for this event. And it'd be somebody they hired who nobody had ever seen in person before. And they'd be like, oh yeah, come on in. That man could be holding an AR-15. <laughs> like, I don't fucking <laughs> know anything. It out of the bag. I mean, back in like 1999, I wasn't as concerned about that. Uh, but like in 2021, I would 100% be like, well, anybody could have a gun at this point. And Santa, you got some ID? <laughs> um <laughs> don't show me santa claus uh, <laughs> really? uh, but like uh, yeah so i really feel like like that is like a very re- that's like soup that's like the most realistic thing about this movie is it like just being dressed in a santa outfit makes anybody just be like oh yeah you're totally fine come on. you know what it's like how like white people treat cops like it's just like <laughs> come on you're good um it's it's a uniform of, of authority yeah so yeah, you trust. And you it. also it's like, like you assume like the Santa image. It's like benevolent. Like I bring toys and like yeah, like obviously he like also keeps a list of the naughty kids. But like the worst he does is like leave them a lump of coal. Like that's not really like the end of anybody's life. Um, 
So unless I mean I don't know, does anybody have a coal allergy that might like? Turn <laughs> but like, um, like <laughs> I don't think answer that question. It's got to be no. Like I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> um, but like although don't unless you're allergic coal, to don't, carbon and that's yeah, right part <laughs> of your body. Um, that would be really tough for you. Um, so but like you know I I do feel like that it, the Santa image is like not it's like super harmless. So people just like see somebody dress as Santa. They're like, Oh, they must be harmless too. Because of course what these movie, these horror movies based on Christmas play off of, obviously. Um, right. Like most of those movies, those movies don't even get big enough because half the time when these movies have come out where there's an evil Santa Claus, parents associations have been like, Oh my God, we can't <laughs> let this be shown. Um, this movie was uh, confiscated in England. Yes. Well, this was part of the the video video nasty. nasty Yeah. Um, um, But the, you know, even, but other Christmas horror movies had problems like black Christmas, silent night, deadly night, you know, all of these like Christmas themed horror movies, the past have had like issues um, at various points, like whether with like parents organizations or religious organizations or something like that, because like the, especially in the U S and like the UK, people really don't like when Christmas is presented as like an evil thing. They're like, yeah. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, I think you all need to calm down. I mean, we celebrate a holiday called Valentine's day. That is named. I mean, there was a massacre. Do we all know about the Valentine's day, Matt? Like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, and we all just like keep fucking doing it for some reason. I, you know, um, I mean, we celebrate Thanksgiving, which was really in essence a massive. I mean, so I, I don't really know what we're all up in arms about here in this country. Um, so we so, celebrate uh, Easter. We celebrate the death <laughs> of a man on a cross. We celebrate a crucifixion. I mean, come on. Can we all just chill out about Christmas? Well, I don't think I don't think we're we're like celebrating the crucifixion. We're part, celebrating like, that he's he is risen. I get it. I know. Yes, exactly. I am a Christian man. I get it. But we are <laughs> celebrating Zombie Man. That is what we're doing. Yes, uh, Zombie Jesus Day. Zombie and... Jesus Day. It's a great day. It's like literally my second favorite holiday. So, um, it, my first favorite being Halloween. So, just everyone knows that Thanksgiving and Christmas don't even rank in my top two. Top. We're gonna top have three. to do some Easter movies next year. I love I have Easter. to find some good ones. Um, um, so there's a few more scenes of his rampage that I think are important to touching on. Yes, They're we haven't ones... even finished the van rampage. We, <laughs> we haven't, haven't actually even discussed... gotten, gotten to the actual kills in this movie. So yeah, yeah, he goes, funny. he goes to the church where he heard that like the boss of the factory and the new, uh, executive in training are going God, uh, for like, so... like Christmas mass. Of course they're going to fucking midnight mass on your fucking, yeah. like, fucking stupid executives (laughs) (laughs) and like as he's like getting out of the van in front of the church as like everyone is getting out of the church and he's trying to get to like the boss and the new executive whatever but the the crowd is too big and like his santa outfit is attracting too much attention so like everybody's crowding around him and they're like these young yuppie types who are like oh hello santa you have anything good for me and like make kind of like razzing him a little Uh, (laughs) (laughs) kind of like razzing him a little and like i don't i i don't know if anything even actually sets him off he just like suddenly goes into kill mode and like impales one through the eye with a toy soldier's sword and then like brings out an axe and kills three more they're kind of being taunt. Like they're kind of being a little like welcoming Santa, but it's sort of like, I don't know, like 
It's like when they you're like when you're definitely. like in tenth tenth or eleventh grade gym class, and like they're like, "Oh, do you want to play volleyball with us?" And like it's because they know you're clumsy and you're gonna miss the fucking ball every time. Um, not that I'm speaking from experience, but like they they are clearly like being like fake nice and and mocking him, and I think he just picks up on that, and I think that's what sets him off because he's already been completely unhinged by the rest of the night. I mean, this isn't yes. his first murder, right? He's he's had a, he's a, he's murdered already by this point. Who right? did he kill before? Or is this his first time? Is this his first time? I think this is the first time he kills oh my anyone. God, this, uh, this is it. He just like really loses it right here. You're right. You're right. Um god, he really fucking he need god, he just <laughs> needs therapy. Therapy needs to be a universal right in this country. Um and treating this like it's a real event, but like, um, <laughs> God, if only this man had had some help, <laughs> he never would have, have done like this. Um, well, this man needed help from when he was like the age of six though. So like, you know, it wouldn't have mattered if he started getting it when he was an adult probably. Um, but yeah, he kills people. I mean, he just kills people with like a fucking like nutcracker with a sword. Like he just yeah. like takes the nutcracker <laughs> sword and stabs it into this man's eye. I'm like, Oh my God, that's really he- upsetting. And he hits three more people with the hatchet. Like, yeah, really I think quick. that's the crazy thing. Is it like everybody's just screaming and he's just like murdering people right there? And I'm like, <laughs> is nobody going to act? Is nobody going to do anything? Well, I mean, the movie I, makes it look like it's like super fast. Like he does it all in like 10 seconds. But it's like not mm-hmm. super fast. Like, because the movie does sort of make it seem like it is. But I distinctly remember watching this and I watched it like it had to have been like two nights ago, three nights ago. Was it Sunday or Monday? I can't remember. Um, but like I remember thinking, like this is Im- impossibly slow given what he's doing and the lack of reaction. Like he's like there are moments where he has t- like time to consider, and then he has to go grab the hatchet and still like use it to kill somebody. I'm like nobody thought we should like bum rush this man before he hit somebody with a hatchet. Like mob mentality, man. In 2021, mob mentality. This man would have been literally ripped limb from limb by a crowd of angry catholics well like, there is definitely mob mentality in this is, movie yes. as well 100 is yeah so it just would have kicked he, in faster because the country is all mob mentality in 2021 so the, so the, then he he <laughs> tries to break into the house of the guy who like fobbed his shift off on him and then called him a schmuck and <laughs> he tries to get in mean, by going mean, down the yeah, yeah the, the guy chimney. who literally called him a schmuck Oh, yeah. yes, the chimney. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to get out of the chimney, but he gets stuck like immediately. <laughs> and he almost, he's almost like completely stuck. He could just like barely get himself out. And then he just sort of like rolls down the roof after he pulls himself out. It's very funny. It's There's very few funny. like funny scenes in this movie. It's actually like, even though it's ridiculous and it's like a killer Santa movie, it's actually like pretty dark and disturbing for a lot of it. Um, but like this, this scene, scene is just yeah. like actual comedy. Um, and then like, so he can't get in through the chimney. So he just so like breaks in through the windows and then smothers the guy in his sleep while he's like next to his wife. Okay, it's worth noting she- that he actually doesn't smother him to sleep. He tries to. Oh yeah, and then he, he has starts to take smothering a star him from the Christmas tree and <laughs> fucking stab him. him. With the- yeah, Man. yeah, that's right. Um, and then like she wakes up right as he's stabbing, and like gets hit with the blood. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> she- and. 
she she gets hit with the blood and she sees that her husband is dead and she's like shocked she like can't speak she's just like uh, and then so he leaves the room and then you just hear her start screaming like it took you long enough like, <laughs> he was just like sort of he was like looking at the kids because yes. like the kids just think he's santa delivering the presents yes, yeah and then she screams and he like runs out the door and then so this is when the cops start getting involved in this like murderous santa rampage and this is another one of the old like the actual comedy scenes of this movie is when they're doing the santa lineup uh <laughs> They're like, oh, they yeah, like funny. bring in a whole bunch of uh, Santas for a perp lineup and they're trying to figure out who it was. And then like, meanwhile, the cops are all like cracking jokes about Santa Claus murdering people and stuff. Yeah. Well, I just like when somebody's like, that's not him. He had dirty fur on his suit. <laughs> he had, his fur was dirty. <laughs> Like, yeah, so like I guess, they, it, guess it probably was. It's, it's <laughs> like they they didn't they didn't like ask that before they rounded up all these Santas. You know, yeah, you would think. I mean, and I guess like running around New Jersey murdering people, your fur would get a little grimy, wouldn't it? I mean, it's, it's well, it started good. out dark. It yeah. was like he cut up like a fur coat to make it. He's so fucking it, stupid. He's such <laughs> a bad murder Santa. Like. <laughs> Well, his original plan, I don't think, was to be a murder Santa. I think he just wanted to be Santa. And the murderers just sort of came out while he was Santa. Because it was part of his like power trip. Sure didn't fucking take long to push him into the murders. No, no. Like <laughs> Definitely. The fucking the... character in Game of like, not Game of Thrones, in Saw, where it's just like, you have one minor inconvenience. And you're like, I could become the Jigsaw Killer, too. It's not a big deal. Um, he's like that. He's just like... <laughs> Well, time to become Jigsaw, I guess. <laughs> it's like, all right, man. Like, you had a bad time. All right. Um, uh, he's really, he just like goes through it. But yeah, so he, they, but so no, they, they are trying to look for him. I just distinctly remember that the mob forms to like chase him down. That's- yeah, there's like a, a torch mob going around looking for him. And there's also a great scene where he runs into a bunch of kids and then their parents come around and know instantly like, oh, he's the murdering Santa Claus. But he uses the kids as like a shield and they're like, don't hurt Santa. And like the one of the dads gets out a switchblade and his like his he drops it and his daughter brings it to Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Santa's, Santa's got the switchblade. God. Uh, that's that's a, a great scene there. That is pretty um, good. I I also I loved like the fact that like a mob formed and it formed so quickly because like the whole time I was watching I was like in the 70s like really like where are they getting this information are they all like making landline phone calls to be like they're watching the tv it's on it's all over the tv news it's all over the tv but like would it even be all over the tv news that quickly this is all happening in one night in the span of like two hours like well it it starts happening like christmas eve and goes into christmas morning and then like christmas wee hours of christmas morning yeah at this point um it's still dark it's still nighttime it's still like the night of like he's been to the parties they went to midnight mass he killed people at midnight mass that was the first time he did anything that should have made news was when he killed people at the after the mass right um so that's like the early morning of christmas right and then it's well, all that I, same night still because it's yeah, dark because it's dark when he goes and kills frank because frank was like in bed 
Yeah, but then Frank, but then that's what makes him make the news. And then I, I don't know. I think I think it might be two nights, but it's it's unclear. I think. Um, but I I do think that it's like it's like Michael Myers. You know, everybody's there. Everybody's getting together for him in the posse. This stuff happens quick it, in a small well, town. Well, okay, but I, but also when we talked about Halloween Kills, I complained about the quickness with which they formed the posse to kill Michael Myers <laughs> because he hadn't done as much as he'd done in like the long legacy of Michael Myers and Halloween Kills. Um, I also still don't think it's two nights. The movie ends with like somebody talking about the night before Christmas. It is the night before Christmas. That's what this movie is. It's called Christmas Evil. It's Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah, and that that's true. And <laughs> they do reference the the text of uh Night Before Christmas. Yeah, I think it's times. one night. That's the whole point. It's supposed this movie is not a Christmas movie, it's a Christmas Eve movie. Okay, okay. Um so I'm just saying it, that the mob forms very quickly. Like, it does, it does. But he he's getting chased by this mob. I he, love it. I'm just saying. <laughs> he hides out briefly at his brother's house, and his brother's particularly like I just knew it was you. Like, <laughs> what have you done and everything? And like briefly tries to strangle him to death. Um, but then just like sort of sticks him half strangled into his van. And then this Harry drives off. And as he's getting chased by the mob, he drives off the end of the cliff and <laughs> the, the uh, the van starts like ascending towards the yeah. moon into the night as like as the uh, the the ending of the night before Christmas is read in voiceover and it's just like what is going on? Right it's now? Greece. It's like Greece when the it's car the is the Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Every good happened, movie... I was like, oh my god! <laughs> Every good movie needs to end with a car just flying away, and you're like, what? What the? What is happening right now? Yeah. It made no sense. It made zero yeah, sense whatsoever. Well, it's like it's like was he Santa Claus the whole time, or is this just <laughs> part of his delusion? Was he his... Santa Claus, or are you on drugs too? Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, plot twist! You were on drugs the whole time, viewer. <laughs> when you turn on the movie, we I put LSD <laughs> in the pasta and the spaghetti that... sauce. Um, <laughs> it's actually the uh, the VHS tape you loaded into your um, cassette player is is coded in a highly potent hallucinogenic it's, it's that's the ring that's actually the, plot of the ring. Um, <laughs> that's actually the ring. that's what actually happens during the ring. um that's why you die seven days later you just keep ingesting this fucking lsd and eventually just fucking die man like it's like that's too much for a human body um yeah yeah, this movie does end very strangely. That I will say, it is very, very strange. I like, I was somewhat in shock when the ending happened because, like I said, I'd never <laughs> seen this movie before, and so I was like, "He's gonna like die, and it's all gonna be over." And then I was like, "Wait, <laughs> what that's where you think going? it's going. That's where you think the like, oh, that's a natural ending that's to this. Once you get, and it would have been once you get to like, the torch mob part, you're like, okay, they're gonna catch him and or or like run him off the road. I was or thinking He's like, gonna yeah, it's gonna be. I was thinking like an American werewolf in London or something, you know, where like the wolf dies, like you know, it's like sad. They all chase him down. Like that's what I was thinking was gonna happen here. And then it's just like, oh wait, hold on, we had an escape plan. We had a we had an out. <laughs> we had an escape hatch. We need to okay, uh huh, getaway car. We're doing it. Um, 
It is very, very bizarre. Very bizarre. I think that without the very ending of this, with the van flying off, I do not think this movie would be the cult classic it is. I really think that moment is extremely, extremely fundamental to this movie being what it is. The ending definitely seals it as like an absolute uh, like tour de force. Yeah, because it's just like completely, I mean, there is nothing leading up to this moment in the movie to explain, like to, to prepare you for that or to explain that like a car could fly off. Like there's no, no I mean, no, no, no. there's virtually it's the like, first bit of like actual magic that we yeah. see of any sort. I mean, like, like we, we saw him like he, like, you know, if, if you thought this was like a movie where magic exists, you would think Santa could go down a fucking chimney. But like we, right. see, we see him struggle with that. It's like the most, it's like the most, it's like a very prime example of realism in this movie. And then yeah. very shortly thereafter, it's just like, here, we're in a flying car. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very bizarre. Um, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the car flying off. Um, definitely broke my brain for a minute. Um, <laughs> um, so, I mean, considering after that, I immediately watched Rock of Ages. It must have broken. Me. I was, I was like, <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm in full gear now. <laughs> so. Yeah. So fantastic ending. I think really sealed the deal on this as a, a great cult classic Christmas horror movie. Um, I, I just had a great time. I let, yeah. Like I watched this for the first time last year when I was just looking for some new Christmas horror movies that I'd never seen before. And I never even heard of this one until I saw it on shutter. And then I watched this. I was like, Whoa, this is like, this is a really weird, fun, like dark, dirty kind of movie. And it, it really is exactly the same. Dirty. dirty. It's like, this movie feels like sleazy, you know, just something about it that like the whole, like, santa claus fucking in this one yeah, and then like it's got all like a of, very like 70s urban sleaze to it yeah like. all of the sleazy parties and like the the bar that they're going to and God, stuff i, I fucking just, love <laughs> fucking love some sleaze you know love it love it yeah i re- i really agree i this has like a night like it's like grimy there's nothing there's no like sheen really to this movie like mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I really appreciate that's like a that's like sort of a hallmark of the 70s, though, I would say like the 70s really they didn't they yeah. didn't like sugarcoat their shit like <laughs> that really came about in the 80s was when like when everything had to be like glossy and like perfect all the time, Um, even right. when it was the like 70s. about drugs, you know, like the 80s, it was just like everything is like glam and sparkling and stuff like the 70s. They were just like fucking do doing whatever the fuck they wanted to i don't even know what the fuck was going on in the 70s half the time um but it was like it was sleazy like especially horror like there was a lot of sleaze there was a lot of grime and and they did that and it was it worked for them i mean the thing is horror wasn't really like a a a force of a genre in the 70s until pretty late on um i think i think you can directly correlate horror becoming like a mainstream genre and it going a little bit away from like that, like sleaze and grime. Um, well, it was switching away from like the, the like fifties and sixties when it was either like you were doing like Edgar Allan Poe or you were doing like universal horror movies. Yeah. yeah. Or like universal monsters, stuff like that. There wasn't like the slasher type horror, the, yeah. uh, like the murderous type stuff that, that was what came around in the seventies and then yeah. the eighties. 
Yeah, and like by the end of the eighties, we're doing like slightly a, a different style of horror that's like very removed from this. It's almost like a meandering, sleazy, grimy. Like you know, like you look at like a movie like Christmas Evil. It's like the plot is not super tight. It's just like some guy running around. Like you know, <laughs> there's no like obvious arc. That really, it's just like a dude. Like he's just out here doing it. And like, you can say the same of a lot, like even like Halloween 1978, it has that like sort of vibe where it's just like, it's just all sort of like unfolding before you. It's not really like, I mean, Laurie Strode is great, but it's not really like a, an intense character arc. Right. Like it's like, like it, it is about fate in a lot of ways. and like fate versus free will, but it's not really like, you know, it's not like a horror now where like, there's like a very tight, like, there's like a reason things are happening and X, Y, Z and stuff like that. I don't know. It just, there's just like a very different vibe to these seventies. Yeah. Um, and like black Christmas where there's like, no, it's just sort of like they're getting phone calls. People are being murdered. There's no real, like straight, strict through plot. It's just like, this is happening and these other things so are happening. A lot and, of like atmosphere yeah, and like ba- yeah. basic, like, all in one night kind of like all the different events mixing together. Some like tight tense moments and like downtime. I even think of like other somebody's horror, like, like think of like the last house on the left, which is like obviously a very extreme movie. Um, Oh yeah. But like, like a lot of that movie is not really like, I mean, it's plot because like plot is just things happening, but it's like these people, like girls who like decided to smoke with like these like random strangers who happen to be evil. And there's no like real like story happening. It's just like they've chosen to do this. You're watching them hang out. You're watching them progressively show that they're more evil. You know what I mean? Like um, it's that's like the sort of horror vibe that was happening in the 70s. It's like very like almost meandering wandering horror there's no it doesn't have to be so tightly plotted and i do appreciate that about the 70s i mean i like a tight plot too that can be nice but it was kind of nice like something i mean there's like a certain authenticity to horror that's just like wandering around shit's happening the killer is just like killing whoever they run into like (laughs) yeah sometimes Um, you just want vibes and this this movie delivers on that yeah yeah this movie definitely delivers on vibes it's also very funny i mean it's not always trying to be funny, but it's it's pretty funny. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's just like so absurd, and the the guy who's like fake Santa is is just completely ridiculous to watch. So <laughs> that's that's the father of Fiona Apple, by the way. God, that's a fucking insane reality. I don't. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's that's like the worst thing that the father of Fiona Apple playing a man who was unhinged <laughs> from watching his mother get eaten out by Santa is somehow the most. <laughs> plausible reality that is imaginable that's like yeah that makes sense that makes so much fucking sense that fiona (laughs) apple's father would be the person who played that man yeah that tracks um no offense i fucking love fiona apple um (laughs) great musician um she's one of you know i listen to all of her music but that completely tracks like (laughs) so funny (laughs) well yeah um vibes very Christmassy, um very kind of weird dark and creepy this is a great one to check out if you like christmas horror movies and are looking for something off the beaten path yes yes i think everyone should watch it yeah yeah 
this will likely be our last episode before Christmas. So if you're listening to this now, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Have a holly, jolly dreams Christmas. I tried. And also, you better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. Yeah. And until next time, you can find us on all the major platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, we're on Twitter at Buzzed on Movies, and you can reach out to us on email, buzzedonmovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you watched, get into the holiday spirit, and if there's any other holiday horror movies you think are overlooked. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies. We will see you at the office Christmas party where I'll be standing by the booze table, pouring a bunch of bourbon into my eggnog and getting progressively belligerent. Oh, yeah. Save one for me, too. (laughs) Have a great holiday, everyone.